0: Crypto
1: to 50 trillion,
2: all on xrpl all trading on RTX. Here we go. <laughs> Find my original projections. But the, t- the total market is 1.4 quadrillion, everything that's ever out there. And if you start looking across any of those asset classes, they're all starting to move on chain already. Um, and the ease with which we've seen people interested in money market funds, tokenized treasuries, and those types of instruments, the support for stable coins. When you're talking about replacing cash, when I see DTCC, EuroClear, Clearstream, you know, it only takes one of them to flip onto natively digital, and that's trillions of assets um, on its own that move. So, you know, tens of trillions, I think we could see. And bearing in mind, it's 1.4 quadrillion. This is still a tiny slice of a huge market. You know, 30 to 50 trillion, all on XRP, all trading on Artex.
1: Here we go, $50 trillion.
3: (laughs) Two years from now, Ripple Twitter will replay the session. You're on mute, Abs. <laughs> Good morning,
0: Warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. And Mario, as you can tell, the Bitcoin enthusiasts are celebrating this morning. We blew past sixty thousand. Ethereum is also at thirty four hundred. But first of all, how you feeling this morning, my friend? Thanks for being here. I am feeling good. Good morning, everybody.
2: I hope you're all doing amazing today. It's good to be on with Andrew Cashflow again today. Uh, yeah, it's a super. it's been a super exciting week. It's been definitely an exciting last 24 hours. Yesterday, I was watching Bitcoin climb up almost, uh, you know, by the second. And so like,
0: yeah, it's exciting times in the markets and I can't wait in the market and I can't wait for us to get into it. Andrew, and I'm excited to break this down as well. We're going to be talking about altcoins and which low-cap tokens are set to explode. But first of all, how are you feeling this morning? And thank you for being here. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon
1: from the Netherlands here. It is, uh, yeah, it's it is party time, guys. It it's really party time. You know, we are now get rewarded about our patience. I I, I went in from the last bull uh, run. I went in and then I had to wait for two years yes, it's party time. Yesterday, I I sold a small portion of my Ethereum, but it has a lot of money. And my Bitcoin is with the stop loss order also secured, locked in profits. So uh, the market is great at the moment. So uh, yeah, it also promises to be a great show. Mario Apps, uh, I'm uh, happy to be here.
0: Thank you so much, Cashflow. We're happy to have you this morning. And we already got 308 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And we're going to start this thing off the same way we always do by checking out the Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That is at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Go smash that follow button for updates all throughout the day. When we check out some of our daily movers this morning, we've got Solana up 15%. AVAX is up 8%. Cardano is up 8%. We've also got Dogecoin and Shiba Inu both up 25 and 29% on the day. Litecoin which is ironic Mario because remember that video we played on on I believe it was Tuesday Raul was saying the only two tokens not participating in this bull run are Litecoin and XRP. Well, times are changing, my friend, and we're going to be breaking that down throughout today's show. Let's get into our Merlin Market Update as well. As we are sitting at 2.3 trillion in total market cap this morning, Bitcoin is 53% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. We've got Bitcoin sitting back above 60,000 at 62700 62,700 this morning. Ethereum is 34.64. We've got Solana up 17% on the 24-hour candle here, sitting at 132 dollars, Mario. So we're going to have to discuss that today xrp is performing fairly well sitting at 60 cents and this is going to be a key range for us if we break above 62 cents on the xrp price chart things could get very volatile very quickly we've also got some great news for cardano as cardano is up nine percent on the daily candle sitting at 69 and a half cents today and andrew this is a video i'm looking forward to or an article i'm looking forward to breaking down with our listeners as the cardano founder charles hoskinson is advocating for cardano to be integrated onto the Brave browser. So that's really, really interesting. But as everybody's watching Bitcoin Pump, I want to answer a very important question. Are we in the bull run? And that's what we're going to start off today's episode with. Right now, we're seeing massive influx when it comes to Bitcoin because of the spot ETF products. Well, what happens to altcoins when we see the similar products launched in the USA? Let's have a listen.
3: We believe the next step going forward will be the tokenization of financial assets. And that means every stock... Every bond will have its own basically QSIP. It'll be on one general ledger. Every investor, you and I, will have our own number, our own identification. We could rid ourselves of all issues around illicit activities about bonds and stocks and digital by having a a tokenization. But the most importantly thing... We can customize strategies through tokenization. That is, if it's every individual, we would have instantaneous settlement. Think about all the costs of settling bonds and stocks. Mm. But if you had a tokenization, everything would be immediate Mm. because it's just a line item. And so we believe this is a technological transformation for financial assets. I believe if you want to talk about like voting and voting choice and all the things, if, every, if we know every moment who is the owner of that stock and it's now time to vote, every individual who has ownership is identified and they can vote their own shares. Is this the end of mutual funds? I think, well, a lot of people, it's, it's just a, it's a wrapper. It's not the end of it, but I would say the dominant form of bringing products going forward will be in the form of, of ETFs.
0: All right, Mario. So a lot of things come to mind when I watch a video like that. And we got 422 people here. Guys, show us some love. Smash that like button. Think about this. You're listening to Larry Fink, which is first of all, a man who was educated about crypto by Robbie Michnik, a former board member at Ripple, who is the current head of the digital asset sector for BlackRock. The second thing that I realized that Larry Fink is identifying here, Mario, is think about what happened. Larry went from being a contrarian when it came to crypto assets to now understanding their value and being an advocate for this technology. We just broke down an article yesterday when we had digital perspectives on BlackRock had a private meeting with some of their largest investors, the most valued portfolios. They were advocating for a 28% portfolio allocation into Bitcoin right now. They're not offering that to traditional clients. They're going to their wealthy private clients. First, imagine the liquidity that will come into altcoins when we know They're coming. They're coming to the altcoin market. I guarantee it, guys. It's just a matter of time. But Mario, what are some of your biggest takeaways when you listen to Larry Think Not only address tokenization, but the future of this market. Yep. I think he's
2: giving us a signal there. Like, uh, Well, first of all, we, we can see that he's completely done a 180. And his opinions about crypto and blockchain technology seem to be a little bit more firm now. Like, It seems like he really understands the technology. With the comments that he kept making previously, we knew that it was coming from a place of... Either he didn't know it enough or he was just planning things in the background and didn't want competition to know about. So I think that what he's saying about tokenization, that's a narrative that I'm hearing a lot, not just from him, but, you know, across many, many different uh, other people. And I really think that that's going to be a massive, massive event that will take place in, in the crypto and blockchain space. I really think that that's going to set forth in motion a huge amount of liquidity coming into the space. And. He chose Bitcoin as kind of this first crypto asset to take forward, to take into the future. And I we know that he has a, a, a an Ethereum ETF application now. So I'm intrigued to see what he's going to be kind of looking at or, or choosing as a main um, tokenization platform. I'm inclined to say Ethereum because that's kind of, you know, the, the platform that, uh, you know, majority of institutions seem to go for, even though it's not the best. And we know that. But um, yeah, I'm looking into that. I I think that, you know, very
0: interesting times and very exciting times are ahead,
2: especially when it comes to tokenization.
0: Andrew, I think everybody's getting really excited about price action in particular. And when we look at Bitcoin, they have good reason to be celebrating here as we're experiencing one of the most bullish months we've ever seen for this project. Bitcoin is going to close a $20,000 monthly candle. That is larger than any candle that we printed during our 2021 bull run. And if this closes, which today is the last day of February, we've got 12 hours here, guys. If this closes above $62,000, this will be the largest green candle ever printed on the Bitcoin monthly price chart. I mean, there's a lot we're going to talk about when it comes to altcoins, Andrew. But give me your reaction to Bitcoin pumping so drastically as we sit here in February of 2024. It's it's
1: it's It's amazing. We have... Indeed, uh, uh, we've never seen this before. And I think there is currently so much hype existing in the market that also think about the halving. How many influencers are talking about the halving, you know? But it, yeah, of course, it makes sense. And on the other hand, um, I think also some miners will go out of business after the halving is done. So that means that uh, uh, in, in April, yeah, the, maybe the inflow of, of Bitcoin can also go lower because some miners will go down. And then, of course, the, the complexity of the, of the mining uh, algorithm will also be adjusted. But, 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 but still, you know, it, there, is, there is a lot of going on. And, uh, and just to say something about Larry Fink, even if Larry Fink is saying stuff like this, he is a fast learner, but he is also, for, for me, he's also a politician, you know, because of his own business. And, uh, yeah, there is there is a lot of going on. Uh, the tokenization will also take place, but not at, as fast as we will, uh, yeah, maybe see it. But, uh, yeah, that we are in exciting times and, and, and we've never seen this before. Yeah, that, that's correct. But also, Absolutely. it would wonder me if we, after halving... We will get the bull back. Not sure, but we will see.
0: And this is the whole thing about the halving, right? It's just a simple math equation when it comes to supply and demand. Right now, we've got 10,000 Bitcoin being purchased off the open market every single day since the launch of spot ETFs, Andrew. And there's only 900 Bitcoin being produced. After the halving, that number is going to be reduced to 450 Bitcoin a day. That is a dramatic change when you consider the amount of demand that exists in the market. And I wanted to point this out before we continue the show, Mario. Think about this. XRP's price chart is moving, and we've called this for quite a while. $0.62 is a pivotal range for XRP. And as we are talking, XRP is currently punching through that range or at least making an effort to do so. I am going to get to this later in the episode, but BC Backer has shifted his sentiment, and he is more bullish on XRP than he has been in several years, Mario stating that not only has he opened several trades, he's addressing key levels that he thinks we could reach. Get ready for a $1 XRP. This is blockchain backer telling us this. We're also hearing the same thing from waters above. And what are we witnessing right now? Attacking key ranges. If Bitcoin continues to pump, if Ethereum continues to drive liquidity into this market, XRP is going to profit. And remember this, we always pump the hardest, Mario. So there's tons of optimism here. Give me a quick reaction to XRP moving and we'll get into some articles. That's awesome. I mean, it's it
2: gets me excited every time I see XRP move. Unfortunately, over the past you know year, uh, it's been a little disappointing because we every time we see XRP move, soon after comes a dump or soon after comes you know downward price mo- movement. But I do believe I'm with you, Abs. Like I do believe that there is optimism for the future of the price of XRP. I do believe that. At some point, there is liquidity. Look at that! <laughs> Look at that massive red candle coming in. Oh, no, no, no! I'm on a one minute chart, so these are. Oh, kind of- <laughs> okay, you got me. Like what? Uh, but you know, like I, I do feel like there is optimism, optimism for the future. I do think that XRP is not going to miss this bull run. Uh, it did not miss last bull run. If we really take into account the 17 to 190 move, so I think that you know, it's it, it's definitely going to capture some of that liquidity, especially as it starts to flow uh from bitcoin yesterday we saw bitcoin dominance skyrocket going up to 55%. So if bitcoin price holds liquidity starts to to, to scatter into the altcoins and it goes into ethereum it goes into the top 10 or the high mar- the um higher market cap uh cryptos or altcoins and i do believe XRP is going to get uh some of that. I do believe XRP is going to go up in price and i don't think i don't see why it wouldn't. I mean we've got the clarity uh the the lawsuit still exists against ripple, but it's it's way more clear this time around. We know we know that it's just going to come into a conclusion where they're they're going to come to a settlement or whatever happens there. But I do believe that XRP is gonna is gonna do some really nice green candles.
0: Here's what I would say as well, Andrew, is that we're looking at other altcoins outperform. And when we enter the altcoin market, we see these explosions in price far beyond expectations. I'll just give you a couple of examples like Even last night, we saw the entire market pull back. We saw XRP pull back to $0.52 on some of the lowest Wix on exchanges right after the market recovered, exactly like you would anticipate during a bull market. A 20% pullback fueled by Bitcoin. Altcoins are drained as well. Solana goes on to create a new all-time high when it comes to this particular bull market. Think about the same thing for AVAX. We've got Chainlink trading in, in exciting ranges as well. But we are going to break down some stuff for the Cardano community. And that's what I wanted to get into next, Andrew. Looking at the Cardano price chart, and we're going to correspond this to an article, we're attacking some important ranges as well. Approaching that 70 cent range for XRP, sorry, for Cardano here. I think it could be great for many investors. And Cardano is a token that typically moves with the larger altcoins. So if we do see a token like Cardano moving with Solana as well as XRP, that to me screams altcoin season. And look at these pivotal ranges. They really do speak for themselves here, guys. As we're trading above 67 cents, there's almost no liquidity, no trading up here all the way until we get to a dollar. And even this, we're trading off Wix. So if you want to find some real liquidity for a bull run, we're talking about a dollar thirty Cardano before we could see any quick resistances here, Andrew. I can point out a plethora of projects, whether it's gaming, AI, some of these smart contract platforms, all these tokens are pumping right now. And the laggards are the ISOs. We've got Algorand lagging. We've got XLM lagging. That is not negative. That is typical for these bull cycles. So these are the projects that typically pump last during these liquidity waves. So I don't want to spit too much at you, but I did just want to get your reaction to all the optimism coming into altcoins right now. We're, re- we're seeing Bitcoin quickly approach all-time highs. What are you anticipating for altcoins when that, when that happens?
1: Um, you know, I'm not so convinced about, about altcoins at the moment. You know Bitcoin going up because there is a lot of attention the the, 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 the possibility to buy Bitcoin uh, uh, lowered a lot because of the ETF on the other hand what I also noticed on stock exchanges you see also more and more crypto coming and especially we need we need, uh, we, we need uh, new money to come in to get the market higher so we also see the total market capital, capitalization. Uh, uh, more, more than 2 trillion uh, this, this morning. So, um, yeah, the, the, the lower the threshold goes, the, the more it goes up. So we will see a Bitcoin first, which is actually the case. Yesterday, we had a small pullback with, uh, with Ethereum, but it's it's pumping again. And um, I think for me, the market is a little bit weird at the moment. I think it's, it's, it's overheating. And, you know, how long will it stay? Uh, I don't know. But have have your yeah have your plan your strategy ready, and uh, actually and maybe I'm disappointing several people, but it is not so much a time to buy at the moment. It's a time to sell. So you know, and if you want to buy something, always let let me give you a small advice at this moment because I know everybody wants to buy if something goes up and if nobody wants to sell when it is low, uh, or, or or want want to buy when it is. Uh, uh, when, when it is low, but you n- need to do it the other way around. Imagine you have some money available, and you say, "I want to invest in Bitcoin," and you cannot wait because oh, I, I need, to, need to do it now. Divide your 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 budget in two portions of 50%. Buy the if you can't wait, buy Bitcoin, and the other 50% keep it on the side, you know, and wait till we get maybe a pullback or whatever. So that means at least if it goes up you are at least in the elevator to go up. but yep. If it goes down and you invested all your money currently, yeah, then you have no money to buy anymore when it goes further down. So yep. guys, please be very aware of what can happen with your emotion. Your emotion takes you everywhere. And actually, with, with using the calculators in the smart investor program, you know it el- eliminates the emotions and it makes everything much more easier but especially for beginners, don't make the mistake to put all your money immediately in. Um, okay, you know, it's your own right finger and you, yep. you do it yourself. But
0: thank you, Cash Flow. And we got yeah. 652 people here. Show us some love, smash that like button. And I just want to have a good discussion about this because you're right, it's a profit-taking zone. We're not we're now not celebrating telling people to open up trades right now. We are celebrating in the idea that all of the trades and all the purchasing we did over the last 18 months is now in profit. So it's really exciting for a lot of our listeners. And I think that most of the gains when it comes to altcoins in particular, Mario, are sitting in front of us, not behind us. Now, will I say the same for Bitcoin? That's a different type of debate because even if we do a 2X right here, we're looking at $120,000 Bitcoin. That's a huge number. That's a multi-trillion dollar market cap. Do I think we'll get there? Yeah, I do. I do believe that we'll get there just because of how quickly we have pumped in 2024. And I think it's because of this. Companies like BlackRock now own over $10 billion worth of Bitcoin for their spot ETF. We can also include Fidelity, Grayscale. Many of these companies are now opening up these spot products. And this is a new article from this morning. As Morgan Stanley is evaluating a spot Bitcoin ETF uh, for its giant brokerage platform, we're seeing JP Morgan now being excited about it as well. And we briefly touched upon this yesterday. JP Morgan is predicting higher cryptocurrency prices, not only sustaining, but improving. That is Insane when you consider how much of a contrarian they've been to these crypto assets, Mario. So, what do you think when it comes to the altcoin market? Whether Bitcoin's topping out, it's going to a pullback. Where do you perceive we are in this whole process? Well, I I do share the
2: same sentiment as Andrew. I do feel like the market is is overheating and it's going to come to a point where it needs to correct. It's healthy for the chart for it to correct, and I believe that will be actually a a positive catalyst for us to really go into the next phase of the bull run and go into the all-time highs, not just for Bitcoin, but for a lot of the other projects. I think that what's been happening over the past few weeks is obviously extremely positive. It seems that we are either ahead of of the uh, previous cycle or we're forming something different in this cycle because now we have different circumstances. We have more institutional money and more clarity around Bitcoin, and we have Obviously, more attraction from you know retail invest not just reta- not retail investors, institutional investors towards cryptocurrency. So I think that we're probably witnessing something different this time around. Um, I do think that we are still going to experience kind of the same process of the cycle. You know, we're going to go up to all time highs. We're going to go come down, going to some form of a bear market. Bear market, but as far as the timing of the cycle. It's different this time. We we seem to be a little bit further ahead, and I know that Gonzo kind of outlined this five month ahead that we are. So that's what I'm looking at. Um, I definitely think that you know, as as we discuss like the liquidity going through these projects, it's very important that as Andrew was saying, profit taking for me personally, and I liked I I got this from Waters Above, and I really resonated with it. He calls it de risking, and I really resonated with that because. I am, I have been selling a little bit. And for me, it feels like de-risking. It's the money that I put into the market, which now I'm getting it back. And the money that's left is at some point is going to become just house money. And then as we go into all time highs, that's when it's going to become, you know, profit taking because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So today I am up significantly. I feel like the market's overheating. I'm going to take some profits if it goes lower and it makes sense to get back into some to some of these projects, then cool. If not, then I'll be happy
0: that I, w- I took some profits out of the table. Agreed, Thank Mario. You're never going to complain locking in profits. Like The best case scenario for somebody who's taking profit on a project is that it continues to go up. You take a little cash, you put it to the side. Oops, I was wrong. This asset performed better than I expected. We got 697 people here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. I got to address this comment right here. XRP Ben is very confident in the live chat. He said, No bank utility, no pump. It's that simple, yet nobody explains this. Well, Ben, nobody explains this because this is simply not true, my friend. We are seeing almost no utility and we haven't seen any utility in prior cycles. Yet this market continues to make new all time highs every four years. And I'd anticipate more of the same when it comes to 2024, Mario, especially when you look at assets outside of Bitcoin. We talk about currencies like XRP, these are tiny in market cap. XRP, for example, It's only a $30 billion market cap token. Uh, When you compare it to Ethereum, let's say, Ethereum is 300 almost, I believe it's actually over 400 billion in total market cap right now. Meaning if XRP did a 12X, we would be less than where Ethereum is today. If that doesn't scream opportunity, I don't know what does. And a lot of these low cap tokens that you're finding under $100 million right now, they don't have utility, but because new money is flooding into the market, they are also increasing in price over time We've seen many low-cap altcoins up 25 to 40% since the beginning of 2024. That's pretty crazy to think about, Mario. So just give me some thoughts there before we go into some articles. we got big companies moving into this market at a dramatic pace, and they're yet to touch altcoins. This person is saying we need utility. I disagree. What do you think? Well, we need utility. I think that by the time the utility comes, it's
2: going to be kind of this too late type of moment. Um you really want to be early. If The people that are early, the investors that are early to something, those are the ones that really capitalize on, on the money that they put into the market. So, yes, we need utility. Yes, I think we're heading in that direction. A lot of these projects are, most of these projects are still in building phase. Everything that we see around crypto and around the blockchains, the different technologies that are coming out in the different blockchains, it's under development. Like, we're yet to hit that utility phase. But this is the time that you want to be here. Of course, it's speculation but it's a speculation that is going to pay out tremendously in the future. It might not be all the projects that you're invested in, but if only one out of the 10 cryptos that you're invested in makes it a home run, then you're set. Like you don't need all 10 to do well. You just really need one. And I understand that, you know, everyone is kind of waiting for this um, utility moment, especially when it comes to XRP. Everybody always references the flip of the switch moment, but, I think it's going to be different. I think it's going to be a gradual thing. And I think that the people that are in early are the ones that are going to be able to capitalize as opposed to coming in only when the the switch is flipped. It might be too late at that point or, you know, an inverse of what people expect may happen.
0: Guys, if you're enjoying this XRP content, show us some love, smash that like button. And this is the optimistic take that we have for you. Obviously, if we're not in utility, we're in speculation. And if we're in speculation, Andrew, that screams maximum opportunity for many of our listeners Here's what I'd like to point out before we continue with our with our you know, scheduled articles in this show, is that many of these altcoins like AVAX, for example, Chainlink, let's just look at the price chart broadly. We're approaching key ranges. And what happened in a bear market is we saw liquidity sucked out of this thing like somebody was using a vacuum, Andrew. Compare where we are to where we dropped to back in 2021. This was a falling knife right here. So we quickly went from $50 all the way to about $13. We had a dead cap bounce back up to probably about $35 from there, Chainlink bled all the way down to 5 or $6 and it stayed trading there for about 18 months. We have now reversed this momentum and we are approaching that $20 range. And look at this, it really does speak for itself. Let me just draw a blue line. So it's very simple for our listeners to see. If we can get above this trading range right here, it's almost no liquidity holding us back. It's very simple. All of this volatility, this is not sustainable price action. These are not key ranges that you can look at and say, oh, there's a ton of traders here. Now, We'll have to go in. We'll have to look at liquidity to really get into the nuances. But as these altcoins approach these key ranges, Andrew, another reason that I'm really, really optimistic heading into the end of 2024 here. So just wanted to point that out, guys. And cash flow, I don't want to make you hammer it home. So just give me some quick comments and then we'll dive into the Cardano stuff. What do you think about that? You think there's a lot of opportunity in Bitcoin or is there more opportunity in altcoins from your perspective?
1: What i like to say is I hate to lose money so that means you need a well diversified portfolio and if you are in the in the T academy there is an excellent uh, lesson there and it says asset allocation so diversify your assets over several asset classes that means real estate gold and silver stocks and crypto and within crypto well will stock and other but within crypto you diversify again so you have the large cap cryptos, the top 10 cryptos, and you have the small cap cryptos, let's say from top 20 till 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 very low. And you need to balance it. So what are the most safe cryptos that are the top 10s, like the Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana? What are the most exciting that are the small smaller ones? But they can go up very fast and they can go down also very fast. So there you need to, to play the game. of the the small investments, but you can make a lot of money, maybe 100x or 200x, but the the, the majority of your money for allocated to crypto should be, to my opinion, in uh, in large cap cryptos, and then play with with maybe your your 30% or 40% of your allocated money for crypto, play with that money in in the small caps and see how, how it works there. And then Mario is absolutely right, you know, you don't need all of them to be a winner. So uh, 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 one out of 10 will be at the maximum the winner and, and the rest will go down, especially if you go lower than, than the top 50. But, you know, have fun with it. But keep, keep your, 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 your brain clear and don't get uh, uh, hyped up by emotions because you will buy way too expensive those coins, all those influencers. You know, maybe we are also influencers. I don't know. I don't try to be. I also try to be uh, realistic. But they they want eyeballs on their on their videos, so they tell you what they what you like to hear. And I hope we tell here maybe not always what you like to hear, but we like to to be as uh, as realistic as possible. So beware of your money. You can only invest once, and you can uh, can lose it also once, and then you lose it all. But uh, but enjoy the ride. And, and yeah, you know, try to, to eliminate your emotions as much as possible.
0: Mario, um, give me a quick answer here. So more opportunity in Bitcoin or altcoins? And then we're going to get into the starting.
2: More opportunity in altcoins. I definitely feel like there is more opportunity in altcoins. Bitcoin at this point, I, I you know, like if you're just starting out investing in crypto, then... I don't know. Like, I don't want to give advice, but obviously there's more opportunity in altcoins because as you've just mentioned, the market cap, you know, you compared XRP market cap to Ethereum market cap, just the potential there alone kind of gives you an answer as to why there's more opportunity in altcoins. Of course, Bitcoin can continue to go up from here, but you know, at this point, can it do a 2x? Yeah. Can it do a 3x? Uh, in my opinion, it might be a little harder. And but can an altcoin can XRP do a 2x? Heck yes. Can it do a 5x? It can. can. Can it even do a 10x? It surely can. So that's why for me personally, I, I think all coins have a better opportunity. But as a portfolio allocation, you know, once this bull market, you know, comes to a close, I feel like having a majority in Bitcoin is a smart way to go, especially knowing that Bitcoin tends to move first. You start with the less riskier ones and then, you know, you allocate to the other ones accordingly.
0: Absolutely, Mario. And we got 650 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to get into this Cardano article now. I just wanted to let people know we are trading at that 68 cent level and this price chart really does speak for itself. We don't have much resistance all the way until my projection is all the way up here until $1.30. But I guess according to these charts, you got a little bit of resistance about 88 to 92 cents as well. Getting into this Cardano article, the Cardano founder, Charles Hoskinson, is advocating for Cardano to be integrated onto Brave Mario. The Cardano community has made a decisive move to get onto the Brave browser, one of the unique ways to gain visibility and more widespread embrace. Charles Hoskinson shared a post on X with his almost 1 million followers to help get Cardano's support onto Brave. Well, let's check out what they would be doing here because... There's not a lot of answers when it comes to actually what they're trying to do on Brave. But Brave actively has 65 million monthly users and 24 million daily active users that can easily gain exposure for crypto projects just like Cardano. Users are not sure if the demand to support Cardano on the Brave wallet or to add it as a payment option onto the browser. However, voters are projecting a multi-dimensional relationship that might even birth the launch of a Brave basic asset token on top of Cardano, So pretty interesting there, Mario. Cardano is also uh, pointing out the fact that Solana is enabled on top of the Brave browser. And at the moment, the campaign has garnered a total of 120 votes at the time of this writing. So that seems like a small number. I'm going to do a little bit more investigating to see if that's a big number, if that's a validated vote. But I do think it's an interesting comparison here, Mario. If If Cardano is integrated onto the Brave browser, it's all about exposure. And we know that right now, this altcoin season, it's going to be narrative driven. So this will be a huge narrative. It'll give them more exposure. What's your biggest takeaway from this article? So here's a contrary opinion.
2: Uh, I believe that the Brave browser has is popular mostly mostly amongst the crypto users. So, you know, getting Cardano in the forefront of the Brave browser may just put it in front of crypto users which already know about Cardano. So I would love to see kind of what it is exactly that they're trying to accomplish by integrating it with Cardano. Like what kind of utility is that going to give between brave browser and the users? Uh, And obviously with Cardano in in the background, I know that brave has their own crypto wallet integrated with, with their, with their browser. They also have like a built-in VPN. So, you know, it's very privacy, very crypto centric. And so like, I don't see it necessarily being huge because, you know, crypto users should already know about Cardano. It's, it's right up there in the top ten. So, um, but we'll see how they integrate it, and and I think that that will be key. How they integrate it, how it can add utility to Cardano. That's what I would like to see more more than actually just knowing that it's going to be there somehow.
1: Andrew Castle, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know. I actually, I read the article several times, and at this moment, I do not really understand the uh, the advantage of of getting uh. uh ADA into the Brave browser, you know we have the the Daedalus wallet, you have the you have the Euro wallet. You can put it in, in Ledger, in Exodus, in Atomic. So what is the really the added value? What is the utility that will open? I mean, you you can also connect uh, the the for example the Euro wallet on the on the Google Chrome extension, and doesn't that give you the same opportunities? For so I think more articles need to come out to make sure. Uh, if there is really an, an, an additional uh, utility possibility. So, and then and then I hope it will
0: make sense. Exactly, guys. And the accusations about me loving Charles, it's a love-hate relationship. So I'm not going to deny the love that I have for Charles, but I'm not certain about it yet. And we got 675 live listeners here. Show us some love, smash that like button. I want to start off with a little bit funny article, Mario. This is a news, we don't have an article corresponding to this, but Sam Bankman-Fried was telling prison guards to buy Solana when he was in prison. So I did just want to get some comments there. What do you think about Sam bankman and Freed? First of all, still giving financial advice from behind bars, but second of all, being an advocate for Solana during this bull cycle.
2: Well, I think that confirms that. SBF is definitely mentally unstable. And the fact that he's still giving people financial advice, that's you know beyond me. But um, look, it worked. I mean, I hope those people at least listen to him on that front as far as getting into Solana. And I don't know if he was telling them to get into solana now that might be alarming but if he was telling them to get into solana a year ago that would have been a good timing uh i don't know sam bankman freed i'm i'm done listening to to him and his stories and the stuff that's happened he's just been he's been a good puppet he's been a, a puppet let me tell you that
0: absolutely guys and mario i did just want to say it on a funny note i did think it was pretty interesting that first of all he's pumping solana because what does sam bankman fried represent kind of like modern day corruption <laughs> and he said, it's like if he was advocating for XRP, I don't think I would consider it a good thing. I wouldn't consider it a bad thing, but I would definitely take it with a grain of salt and be like, well, this is an interesting uh, piece of advice I'm getting from Sam here. Andrew, do you have any thoughts on the future of Solana? Obviously that token pumped 30% yesterday. Do you think it'll be one of the top performers going forward, even though it's already done at 10, 11 X?
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I, I really have trust in Solana. It is... Uh... It is. It was really developed for speed and and, and usability. Where uh, at the same time, when Solana was developed, uh, Ethereum really had, had the problems with 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 the high fees and the, and the and, and the congestions in the network. And Solana is really designed and developed for 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 speed of transaction. So I really have a good feeling with Solana. A lot of developers are working in Solana, and it doesn't surprise me at all that it's coming back. Although from, uh, let's say, uh, end uh, or October 2022 till, uh, yeah, say October 2023, whole year, there was so much, yeah, uh, bad news about Solana. And, you know, I kept investing in Solana because I know it will go up. And here, you know, we have the proof. We are back at this moment. We are back more or less on the levels of uh, January
0: 2022. So, you know, we, we... it's, 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 I think it's just a good token. Yeah. I agree with you, Andrew. And I think there's a lot of, it's about making money. And what I realized is that this, Mario, this market isn't in a, it's not in an environment where people are moving into the best technologies. So for right now, it's about relationships, who's willing to advocate for these specific ecosystems. Solana is another kind of Ethereum narrative where it seems like the big players are just excited and willing to use it. We don't see that same enthusiasm when it comes to XRP necessarily. But that's because we're attacking the banking sector, not replacing the U.S. dollar. When you talk about projects like Solana, Ethereum, these are co- these are ecosystems that they kind of rely on the hedge funds. If you think about it, like the only way Solana is going to be profitable in the long run, it's not going to be through building a – there's $70 billion evaluation right now. That's, all, that's drastically overvalued in my perspective. But if they get companies like even Mark Yusko and his company, for example, if they start offering it to their clients or buying it in bulk and holding it on their books, then this project has a ways to go. And I could be totally wrong. I just wanted to get some thoughts from you, Mario. And then we can actually get into some new content as well, because I wanted to break down this. Morgan Stanley is evaluating a spot Bitcoin ETF for its giant brokerage platform. And the reason I think this is important is because they're actively advocating at the SEC for allowing this product, that tells me that Gary Gensler is going to make a public shift very soon. We're going to move on from Bitcoin and start talking about Ethereum on a daily basis, sometimes starting in late April to early May, I believe, Mario, because obviously the spot ETF products are supposed to be addressed at that time. If we see an Ethereum product launched, that is going to dump, I don't even know if it would be gasoline. It'd be like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? DMT, DNT, what's the word? Dynamite. Dynamite, yeah. TNT. Yeah, gonna, it'd be like throwing dynamite on a fire when it comes to the liquidity that it would enhance specifically for altcoins, and that would expand well beyond Ethereum. We'd see it for Solana, Chainlink, AVAX, and we can talk about more of those projects. But what do you think about big companies now advocating at the SEC to allow them to offer crypto products to their clients? That is that that could be definitely massive. I mean, we we
2: we're seeing kind of the the effect that the Bitcoin ETF has taken in the market, and having an Ethereum ETF approved. You know, as much as whether I am pro or against Ethereum, I I am pro crypto and I see that as being ultimately good for crypto. Now, the thing is, like we know Gary Gensler has been hesitant to kind of give his opinion on Ethereum. He's been asked multiple times. He hasn't answered. So getting an Ethereum ETF approved wouldn't surprise me because BlackRock has applied for one. But it also wouldn't surprise me if it gets denied or pushed back the same way that Bitcoin ETF kept getting pushed back. It wouldn't surprise me if it keeps getting pushed back for as long as Gensler that Gensler's there. I feel like he's probably going to be under severe fire for approving an Ethereum ETF and going in front of Congress uh, and not really answering when he was asked what he thinks about Ethereum, if it's uh, security or not, because the moment that it gets approved to be an ETF, I mean, you're pretty much saying that you don't have anything to s- against Ethereum, that you're OK with an ETF product being approved um, with the underlying asset being Ethereum. So that's kind of how I'm seeing it. Again, I I don't know, like I, I have mixed feelings and opinions, opinions about Ethereum ETF this year because of the way Gensler has behaved in the past on how he answered the question on Ethereum ETF or Ethereum security. I feel like it's going to be pushed until possibly the next the next chair of the SEC. But we'll see.
0: We will see, Mario. And time will tell because all of this stuff is kind of coming to fruition. And we used to debate utility, use cases, what do these partnerships mean? Now we're in a different environment where I feel like utility or at least the implementation of crypto is officially entering the market. And we got 681 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to break down the Coinbase crash that happened yesterday for this next portion of the show Let's start off with a tweet from Brian Armstrong. As Brian Armstrong tweeted out at 1 p.m. yesterday, February 28th, we are dealing with a large surge in traffic. My apologies if you encounter any issue. The team is working to remediate. Well, think about this, Mario. What did we have go down yesterday? And I lost my Coinbase article here. I got to find it. But what did we have go down yesterday? Coinbase was showing $0 for many people's account balances. And this is something I just find to be bizarre because we had a bunch of phone calls with this. Johnny's cousin called him right after the show. It was pretty funny. Shout out to cousin Vinny. But what he said was that he had an account worth, let's just use a fake value of $1,000. The account balance was showing zero. The accounts were showing zero. That freaks me out. And this is why I use cold storage. This is why I'm an advocate for keeping your stuff off the exchanges. Alex Cobb has a great analogy where he says, the exchange is like a highway. If you park your car on the highway, it's only a matter of time before a disaster happens. So, I think it's another great example of why you shouldn't have a ton of liquidity on exchanges. I just want to give people some peace of mind. It was just a display issue, allegedly. Everything's fixed. Supposedly, nobody lost any crypto. But it was no shock to me at all that when crypto prices are pumping, reaching all-time highs, that's when the exchanges decide to go down. It happened in 2021. Mario, you know what happened in 2017. So what's your biggest takeaway from witnessing this go down in 2024 during this current bull run?
2: I wouldn't have expected that at this stage from Coinbase. I think Coinbase should have been better prepared. And I saw, um, I saw Brian Armstrong also mention that they have done multiple tests uh, on a 10x level. So should they get 10x of their, you know, normal traffic, they would have been able to handle it. Apparently, yesterday they had more than that, and so they weren't prepared. My understanding is that, what my understanding from what he said is that for front running front front running the expenses to be prepared for this kind of surge is something that is expensive and that's kind of the reason or the excuse that he utilized for you know not being prepared for what happened yesterday but you know a coin coinbase a company like coinbase who is you know the only public public traded exchange in the United States shouldn't have this type of stuff happen and especially you know 12 years into crypto and and, and since the inception of Bitcoin and every single bull run, we always hear about exchanges going down. We always hear, you know, this sort of stuff happening. So like I am personally, yes, you're right. You know, exchanges should be treated as a as a highway. And, you know, you don't want to park in a, in a highway. But as we're coming to this point of the bull run, I do think that as well, people need to start getting ready with, you know, their coins in the exchanges so so they can sell. Now, I think the important thing that we learn here is don't rely on just one, have multiple, you know, have Coinbase, have Crack and have uh, Uphold. And if you have a lot of XRP, then, well, good news. Now you can sell it on all of those three platforms, not like last bull run. It was just Uphold. So send some XRP to one, send some XRP to another and be prepared. Um, and really, like, that's that's the only way that we can really get massive amount of money out of the market. So we still need the exchanges. We just need to do our due diligence to be prepared. Andrew Cafflow, floor is yours.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario, you couldn't have been more right. I mean, yesterday I I told you already at the beginning of the show. Yesterday I was selling Ethereum, and why was I able to do it? Because I had the stop loss order already in place, so there was no issue at all. I was having dinner at my uh, at my mother's place. I got an email from 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 Coinbase telling me uh, congratulations, you took you took your profits. When I came home and I wanted to check what price it was sold. I was hardly able to to log in, and then I got a great, great banner. Yeah, we are having trouble with uh, with, with showing the the, the, the your, your coins. And I said, you know, and this is exactly what happens. So don't wait till the last moment. Have 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 your entry and exit plans always ready, and place your orders in advance on an on an exchange because orders that are already in there and the exchange get trouble. Uh, existing orders will always get. Uh, uh, the, the preference to be executed first and that ex- was exactly what happened so you know don't wait till the latest moment because you can bang your hats or you, you can you have bang your hat on the, on the keyboard but if you don't get access and 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 the big drop will come in the future and it will come you cannot sell so and that you will regret it regret it for <laughs> for several years so uh, and this was an ex- excellent Great example point. it happens we need to accept it that it happens. And don't blame Coinbase because those guys are also doing their best, and it costs a lot of money to prepare for so much traffic. But uh, just take take your precautions and make sure that you that you understand what you're doing.
2: And let me just add this real quick, uh, Abs. Yesterday I sold a little bit of Bitcoin on Kraken, so thankfully that's where I had my sell planned, and Kraken was was at least for me worked perfectly. Um, now, hopefully, after saying this, I hope. You know, that in the future, it doesn't it doesn't jinx me and that people don't start like rushing towards Kraken. But the one thing that I did want to say that was uh, I was very surprised with that little bit of uh, Bitcoin that I sold. I wanted to take it off of the exchange. So I sent it back to my bank account. This was the first time I'm sending money back U.S. dollars from Kraken to my bank account. And they have a new option, which is the Fedwire transfer. The money was there within an hour in my bank account. So and it cost four bucks, four dollars. So I transferred first. I transferred a hundred dollars just to test, and that was last night. So it was outside of business hours. It was on my account this morning. Then I transferred what I, the amount that I wanted to transfer for four dollars. It was there within the hours. So that's that's a pretty cool feature of of Kraken. I'm not sure if Coinbase also offers it, but I like that about
0: Kraken. That is really cool, Mario. And there's another thing too. It's like if you have multiple exchanges, you're gonna have a way to sell your crypto during these pumps. But if you're sitting on an exchange like Coinbase. It's almost a guarantee because of the amount of traffic on this particular exchange, it is going to go down during these bull runs. History speaks for itself. And we like to say, history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. No, history literally repeats with Coinbase. This thing goes down every time we get a pump in the market. So I wouldn't anticipate anything different for people who are new when it comes to these crypto assets. Last thing I wanted to say about the Coinbase ordeal, Mario... Is that Coinbase is now launching a new crypto product. They are adding a smart wallet feature. So, lengthy seed phrases aren't needed. The smart wallet will be in addition to the Coinbase wallet SDK, and the embedded wallets feature will be powered by wallet as a service. So, what are they doing? Getting rid of seed phrases. I feel like Mario is a good person to address this. Give me your takeaways and we'll move forward.
2: Yeah, I've been, you know, I've said multiple times here on the show if we want crypto to be massive massively adopted, we need it to be simple. We need it to be way simpler than what it is today. And the seed phrase, in my opinion, is a, a pretty big barrier. I mean, I'm comfortable with it because I'm pretty techie. And, you know, most of us in the team are and a lot of other people and the people watching the show, most likely. But if we really want that mass adoption of crypto, it needs to become simple. I've always felt like institutions and, and products and exchanges like like Coinbase would be good proponents uh, because they simplify things. And I'm seeing Coinbase, like we were just talking about something negative on Coinbase side, which is the fact that, you know, it was down yesterday. But I do feel like Coinbase has been uh, a very positive proponent into getting uh, crypto in the hands of more people. Like they're simplifying the pro- the products, they're simplifying the process, they've made connection between the Coinbase wallet and Coinbase. So to, to get your crypto from Coinbase exchange into a self-custody Coinbase wallet is seamless, very easy to use. And so this here just proves to me that they're continuing to go in that direction. And that is the future that I see for crypto is simplicity. It has to be super simple to the point that, you know, your, your grandmother, your grandparents can use it as seamless as, as you can.
0: Mario, I want to address a couple of questions in the live chat as well. We got 662 people here. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday. Show us some love, smash that like button, and it is an exciting time to be in the market. One thing that's very clear a lot of the tokens that our listeners own are going to create new all time highs very soon. We've got the XRP lawsuit to discuss, but I want to discuss this one narrative before we move on. Charles commented saying, Abs, what happened yesterday to Coinbase is exactly why we will see ETFs galore, per Brad Kimes yesterday. What's he saying? ETFs will prevent this whole thing. And that's the one narrative I'll give them that kind of works in our favor. We don't need crypto exchanges if we have regulated ETF products. Mario, give me some quick thoughts before we move on. Could that be a narrative that fuels this ETF cycle is the fact that exchanges go down and now having ETFs, it would allow us to kind of surpass that during these times. Um,
2: Possibly, Abs. I I know Andrew's got to run. I don't know if you saw the message. Do you want to give Andrew a moment to just say bye
1: first? Of course,
0: Andrew, say goodbye. Uh, thank you so yeah, much. You know, I appreciate it. it it's
1: already, uh, it's already uh, almost uh, six p.m. here, so I, I have a dinner, so I have, have to run to uh, to some friends, and uh, so I will have I have a nice evening. But uh, you guys, see you uh, next week, uh, next week Monday again in in the show, and uh, I love the show always. So you know, you are all the listeners, you are in good hands with uh, with Epsom Mario.
0: And, <laughs> we appreciate you Andrew. you, Andrew. Thank and you, Andrew, and thank know, you so man. much, Bye. guys. Uh, we also want to say, like, we do this show because we love our live chat. We started off this thing two years ago, three years ago now. We've grown so much and so dramatically. We're really appreciative. So shout out to everybody who watches our show, especially if you're a consistent listener. And hopefully over these next couple of months, we're going to be able to celebrate the profit with you guys because a lot of these projects, Quant Network is another one. Let's just analyze this because I saw a lot of our listeners talking about this in the in the uh, live chat today. Remember this, Mario. In the midst of a bear market, when it comes to Quant Networks, we pumped from $44 to $225 during a bear market. That tells me it takes very little liquidity to move this project in particular. Quant Networks is now sitting at some steady ranges here, trading sideways and just above $100 for about a year now. So I wanna get your takeaway. I know that you hold Quant, me and you talk about this often, so I thought it would be valuable to talk about it now. When you're looking at quant, specifically the price chart, because we know the ecosystem's great. They're led by Gilbert Verdian. They're working with the Digital Pound Foundation. They're actually in some collaborations with Ripple. Well, the price chart is really exciting as well. So you give me your thoughts. This token's only $1.5 billion in total value. What do you see as the, uh, I guess, as the peak value we could reach during this next cycle from some of your comparisons you've drawn?
2: Um. I haven't done my exit strategy for Quant yet, but I do feel like at least the all time high, the previous all time high, I do believe it's it's feasible. Quant has been, Quant's a solid project Uh, to the same extent because it is a project that came out kind of amidst the last bull run. I do keep my eye on that because what I've seen, what I've seen in situations like that is we see a project come out. In, in, in the heart of the bull run and it does tremendously well. And then going into the next bull run, it doesn't reach the all time high that it set that prior bull run. But I do feel like this case could be different just because of the amount of utility and, and solid foundation that Quant has, you know, as you mentioned, and also the, the people that are running it, the partnerships that it has. I do feel like it could uh, surpass that all time high now, because I know crypto is moved by narratives and it's moved by hype and retail market. Um, we would need to see something in the lines of what Quant is doing. We would need to see a narrative for for it to really explode, right? Obviously, just the liquidity flowing through the market could be enough to send it up there. But I always feel like the projects that do exceptionally well, like where we've been seeing Solana, there's a very positive narrative going around uh, when it comes to Solana. The people that are barely in crypto are asking about Solana because they've seen a lot of positive price action. So that's kind of what I see. Could happen for quant or needs to happen to quant for us to really see quant's price explosion. Like, I'm at a break even. There's two cryptos that I'm like at a break even point. One is quant, the other one's gala. I never got into quant when it was at like the $60. Uh, I got into quant at like a hundred and something. I think I, my average price is around where we're at right now, 110. And gala was another one that I never accumulated when it was at the lowest. So I'm like at a break even point. So, those two, I'm really excited. I want them to. They're two projects that, in my opinion, have tremendous. Potential. They have tremendous utility, and I'm excited to see what comes out in the bull run for them.
0: Something else I would point out, Mario, is that even on the fear and greed index here, we're reaching extreme greed. We are actually in extreme greed sitting at an 86. And for somebody who doesn't really know about this or what it is, this is a good indication of when we are in an overvalued market. We haven't seen us reach these extreme greed ranges wow, this is only showing us one year here. So this data is a little bit skewed. If we could go back to a bull market, this would be more valuable, but I got to figure out how to do that when I'm not live on air with all you guys. And Mario, the thing I wanted to talk about next, just to close out the show, is that (laughs) we look at projects like XRP, we look at projects like Cardano and we talk about them every single day. There's a ton of lower cap projects that have pumped recently. We're not going to shill any coins. We've never promoted a project because we've been paid by them. I've never been paid by any crypto project. I can say that proudly. But look at even some of the tokens that we talk about. Flare Networks is up 41% on the seven-day. Dogecoin is up 52%. We got Theta Network and Uniswap both up about 55% on the seven-day. Fetch AI, a token that we addressed earlier, 32% on the seven-day. Solana is up 25%. A lot of these tokens are up. And it's, if people are focused on Bitcoin, it's way down here on the list, up 20% on the seven day. All of these altcoins are performing better than Bitcoin. Bitcoin just what drives this narrative. And it wouldn't surprise me at all, as Bitcoin is uh, obviously being caught up on Ethereum, if Ethereum actually passes Bitcoin when it comes to your return on investment during this cycle. The narratives are driven by Bitcoin. The liquidity and alts is what makes people money. That's why I keep hammering that over this last week or so. And we already got 668 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Mario, I'm going to pull up our results from our live chat poll to end the show for today. But when we talk about exchanges, when we talk about all the opportunities sitting in front of us, what are some of the biggest takeaways you've had? Somebody's been in this market since 2017. Give me 60 to 90 seconds here. Just some kind words, maybe words of advice for somebody who's just going through their first bull market. Uh,
2: Well, the biggest takeaway I get that I've you know, that I get over the last two cycles that I experienced is preservation of capital. You know, we talk about uh, exit targets all the time and obviously taking, securing your your profits or reducing your exposure is super important, but also preserving that capital that you're taking out of the market. That's something that for me personally, in the last bull run, I, I, I failed. I didn't do a very good job. I was putting the money back into the market, looking for that next best opportunity. As we know, some projects had moved other projects hadn't moved. So Preservation of capital. If you're taking profits out of crypto, do not roll them back into crypto or at least allocate a very small percentage that you 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 um, that you allow yourself to put back into the crypto market during the bull run. After the bull run, once we go into a bear market and, you know, we experience those 90 percent, 80 percent, maybe it's going to be less this time around because, you know, it could be different. But preservation of capital is definitely the one thing that I that I hone on and that I emphasize.
0: Agree with you, Mario. But let's talk about one quick thing here. Everyone is saying XRP will be rising in waves, according to this listener. What do you think the time frame of these waves will be? Shouldn't XRP just stay a stable coin at a stable coin rate? Here's what's, here's what's good to know about XRP if you're new to this project. When we start moving, we move to unrealistically high price targets. Like Even when the lawsuit ended, for example, we went from $0.42 cents to $0.94 cents on some exchanges in a single day we just didn't sustain those levels. So that's what I want to point out. If we do get a move to dollar twenty for XRP, the evidence is against us that we're going to trade above those ranges for a long period of time. What's most likely to happen is we'll touch those ranges and trade significantly lower than that, probably in the 78 to $0.85 cent range, right, Mario? So if we're talking about waves of liquidity, I think we could see huge spikes for XRP. I think it's just going to be much more difficult to sustain those trading levels at least looking at the history that we've experienced before. And this is the live chat that we asked today with two minutes left in the show. Will XRP break its all time high in 2024 and all time high is $3 and 84 cents. Well, 76% of our 509 votes voted. Yes, Mario. So sounds good guys. (laughs) Mario always smiles after these polls. It's pretty funny. I, I mean, like it's, it's pretty interesting. It's easy to take those, approaches, right? It's easier to root for the all-time high than it is to say, you know what, it's not gonna happen. But 23% of people think it's not gonna happen. 76% believe it will. What's your reaction to the live chat poll?
2: Well I hope everyone is right. I hope those uh those 76% of people that voted yes are right because not only not only would it be good for the people that are invested in XRP, I think that the people that have been invested in XRP for, you know, since pre pre 2020 or even during 2021 after the lawsuit, we all deserve it. We all deserve 100% because we saw something. We saw an opportunity Uh, when most people were fearful getting, you know, out of that asset. We saw an opportunity. We held on. We've been holding on for all this all this time. And so we definitely deserve it. But I and I definitely think it's possible. Like if the crypto market continues to do what it's what it's done in the previous cycle, I definitely think that it's it's conceivable. It's it's possible for it to happen.
0: And we got a 61 cent XRP, guys. That's nothing to complain about. If you look at where we've been over the last 12 months. Things are going to get exciting in the altcoin market, and I think XRP is just one of the many tokens that's set to profit. We got 620 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. A special thank you to Mario and Andrew Castle for joining us today. We love you guys. We'll see you in 23 hours. And like we always say, Warriors, get the shit together, baby. Thank you for joining Thank you, Mario.